0: everyone, welcome into the Irish NFL Show. We are presented by Cassidy Travel, Ireland's number one travel agent. Uh, you can search Cassidy Travel online now to get the best travel deals and check out our NFL trips on the website as well. Also, if you click the link in the bio on YouTube or if, if you're on the podcast as well, sign up on that link for NFL Game Pass. Over 270 games this year uh, that aren't blacked out. I'll give you an example right now. Raiders, Chargers, week one, not on TV. It's only on Game Pass. Click the link, sign up really appreciate it folks. Joined with uh, the amigos here Colin Cronin, Brian O'Leary, Mark Cockerell as we have our season preview ahead of uh, the NFL kickoff which is this Thursday when the Buffalo Bills travelled to Los Angeles to face the Rams. Um, so the league's back this week Colin. Uh, first off how are you doing man?
1: Very good, uh, delighted that we are at this point, we are mere days now from the start of the new season and this is you know the the best time of the year also the fact that week one this year is revenge week adds a little bit of spice to it
2: you all that oh yeah yeah can't wait now i mean it's been a long long off season like any season but um you know the excitement of this game towards the night you know as i said last week it's year super bowl rematch and the one we to start the season and week one Week one is always probably one of the best weekends of the year. I mean, you miss it so much, and some very intriguing games to go with it this weekend. You touched on the Chargers Raiders; that's a fantastic game itself. Uh, Vikings Packers. I mean, there's a story in every game.
0: And Mark, uh, your Patriots with Mac Jones are on TV this weekend. You must be very, very happy and
3: also excited. I, I think I'm as bad surprised as you are, Michael. Most people are. I'm surprised the Bills aren't. To be honest, but. Uh, Yeah, Pats-Dolphins, it's a repeat of the season opener for both teams last year. And the Pats lost three in a row to the Dolphins, so that's not great. But yeah, look, I'm just excited for the NFL to come back. And like many households, mine is a divided and split household. Uh, In very short course, my wife will be watching Strictly Results Show and I'll be watching NFL in the other room. So that's, that's how it works in our house
0: the bills are on Thursday in case you're wondering Mark just in case you try and to find them on Sunday uh, oh, as we that, said folks that might yeah. help that might help Michael <laughs> just because you, you done me the other night for saying about Ballsbridge so I had to do that uh, NFL game pass link in the bio in YouTube and in the podcast if you're listening to this on the podcast you're listening to this before everybody else so well done give yourself a metaphorical pet pet Hat on the back there's my half oxen coming out there now let's start off in this segment we are going to look at numerous different awards or predictions ahead of the season we're going to look at offensive rookie of the season we're going to make our picks for defensive rookie of the season head coach of the season without giving away a Super Bowl pick bounce back player of the year offensive and defensive player of the years and our MVP pick for the season we'll start off with the offensive rookie of the season Column I know you're going to go first but I'm going to make mine very quick um, the Chiefs Skymore wide receiver he's so fast and he's going to be Patrick McCombs new best friend um, 12 touchdown, 12 receiving touchdowns this season and I think he is the offensive rookie of the season there's Mike. let's see see how quick that was easy
1: Yeah, I can see why you've gone with him. Um, Should be a great player and a great offense with uh, a great offensive mind. But I am going to go with George Pickens because I think this guy could be a a Hall of Famer or he could be out of the league by Halloween. He is everything that you want in kind of a, 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 you know, um, what would you say, an un- unstable genius in, in many respects. We've seen him push over uh, cornerbacks all uh, preseason. Uh If you go back to draft night, the way in which he was watching the TV, he has everything that you would want in terms of the physical skill set. Uh, he is not going to be bullied and in Mike Tomlin, I think he has a head coach who can channel that talent. I think if Pittsburgh are to keep Marvellous Mike's record of never having a losing season on, on track, Pickens is going to have a huge part to play in that. And that's why I'm going to go that he wins offensive Rookie of the year.
2: God, we're following the same trend here, because I'm also going to go with a wide receiver. And I'm hoping I'm not spoiling marksman, but But uh, Chris Salave, the New Orleans Saints uh, first round pick, um, from what we've seen of him in the, in the training camp, he is, as expected, you know, fast, very uh, explosive player. Um, seems to be already striking up a great relationship with Winston and he's the kind of player that the, the Saints need, I know Michael Thomas is coming back this year but they have been missing the speeds they explosive guy and uh, as much as he can do it down the field he's also very good in the slots, so they've got essentially a dual receiver there. they can put him in, mix him and put him in different positions, he can play wide receiver one or two, are or, or going to slot him be the tour receiver but um, for the Saints to have a successful season they're going to need that offence step up, we know what the defence can do and I think they will with, with him there at the helm he's already caught a number of touchdowns in pre-season, I expect that to quickly follow, and I think we'll be seeing him in the end zone come Sunday against the Falcons in the divisional clash. And for me, I'm similar numbers around what Michael's suggesting on Sky. More, I see 10 to 15 touchdowns potentially and a great, great weapon for the Saints this year.
3: Yeah, while uh, quarterback's the sexy pick uh, and MVP is usually the most valuable quarterback award, uh, actually, Offensive Rookie of the Year is more uh, egalitarian. Uh, Last 20 years, we've had nine quarterbacks, seven running backs, four wide receivers. So any skill position, still, if you're a tackle, things like that, you're not allowed to win the award, but uh, at least it's a little bit more spread out. In fact, since 2013, only three quarterbacks have won the award, so... Uh, not necessarily the uh, the normal course of events in, for this type of ball, but it also makes it harder to predict. Um, maybe we're all a little bit influenced by Jamar Chase's exploits last year, but I too am going with a wide receiver to win this. But I'm not going for the same one the guys have. I'm going for Traylon Burks, who's come to the Titans. Uh, they are undoubtedly a run-first offense. They will see lots of eight-man boxes uh, during the course of the events. But let's face it, I'm not the biggest Ryan Tannehill fan in the world, but who else is he going to throw it to? They've traded A.J. Brown. He should get a lot of targets, a lot of deep shots, and therefore opportunities to show off all the skills that he brings to the table. So for the opportunities he'll get and that I think he'll deliver on, Trelon Burks, who's gone to Tennessee, will be my pick for Offensive Rookie of the Year.
0: I was going to wait to the final part of this but I think that someone's going to steal my thunder so defensive rookie of the year lads for me Aidan Hutchinson has everyone here watched Hard Knocks yeah watched every episode I've been really really impressed 14 sacks in the senior year in Michigan uh, he gets to stay at home he's going to feel more comfortable there And the Lions are going up this year and I feel that he's a standout guy for me I know everyone's talking about Kevin Thibodeau I think he's like a second favourite he's got that little injury issue and he's also in New York with another rookie as well that may Pip him to that as well. Let's see what happens, but um Hutchinson for me. I think I think Hutchinson's gonna have an absolute bomb of a season, lads. Like I think I predicted the Lions to finish third in the division. Since we recorded that, I don't know. Dan Campbell's converted me more and more calm like a like a priest trying to get me to go to Mass.
1: Yeah, look, he's a, he's a great player. I think he will be a fantastic addition to that Lions team. My concern about him this year would be um, the players playing opposite and whether they have enough. I think you'll see a lot of double teams on Hutchinson and can he overcome that on the NFL level? To me, I suppose Thibodeau's injury means he's set back a little. I think Walker will take a time to find his feet. So for me, it's gonna not. It's not going to be a pass rusher. Um, it's gonna to go to a cornerback, and it is going to be Sauce Gardner. Um, he has all the confidence and swagger in the world, and he has the ability, uh, to to back it up. Uh, I have concerns about the the Jets on offense, huge concerns. But uh, this guy uh, could, you know, we've seen. Uh, Pat certain take the the league. I think uh, Sauce Gardner will be the uh, you know from the off he is CB one, and I think he is going to make some quarterbacks in this league look very silly this season.
2: It won't come as a surprise that I am picking Kayvon Tivido to be the defensive rookie of the year, and um, it's been a long time since the Giants have had a really bright spot defensively, and um, you know we're talking about Michael Strahan. That's the type of player you've been compared to, and I know there's a lot on the shoulders and a lot of hype, and you know people saying rightly so, but um like this injury thing is not concerning in the sense that you know likelihood he's going to be back by week two to play the Panthers, and we like you said about the where you say with the Lions around the fact that what's on the other side, we we do have a good players within the defense that are underrated, so I think there will be opportunities for him to get sacks, and, and was, uh we is already had eight and a half sacks last year in his first rookie year, I'd imagine that to be able to break that and go into the teens. So um, it's probably a, probably a bit of a, a bit of a, a weird one in a sense because the season won't, won't be good, but I do think at the end of the season he will be a bright spot and justify why the Giants picked him at, at five. So for me, it's on Tibbetter.
3: So we're sticking in the first round for this because 18 last 20 winners, of defensive rookie of the year, have been drafted in the first round. And it's probably handy because this season, of course, we had five picks on all on defense for the first five picks of the draft. I'm going to keep it really simple. I'll go with the team and the player who were, A, deserving of the first pick in the draft, and B, decided that he was worthy of the first pick in the draft. No one has a better opportunity to make an impact and to help turn around the franchise than Trayvon Walker. Uh, I agree with Column. He's... You know, you know was, there was a bit of a concern. Would he uh, be a bit rusty? Would he come back up to speed sufficiently? But he's looked pretty sharp in the preseason. Yes, preseason is different to regular season, um, but I'm banking on him to make an impact. Pass rushes do tend in recent times to be more favored. I think even Amika Parsons like winning last year a lot on the strength, obviously, of the impact he made as a dynamic difference maker when he rushed the quarterback, just as much as his great tackling and coverage abilities. So, yeah, we've all gone high round pick, first round picks, but that tends to be where this award goes to. The next topic is Head Coach of the Year.
0: Call me who you got.
1: Well, if uh, people out there watched our divisional preview shows, you know that I went with the Eagles to win the NFC East, and I'm going to continue on that trend. I think Nick Sirianni, uh, I think Howie has done him every favor in the world. I think Sirianni last year to be a rookie head, head coach and get to the playoffs is a magnificent achievement. And I think sometimes it's a bit like best picture at the Oscars or best director. It comes after the fact. So, I think that there will be uh, residual goodwill towards Sirianni. I think they're going to win the division this year, and I think that he will be this year's coach of the year.
2: I'm going to go with Mike McDaniel from the Dolphins. Um, I'm very excited to see what this Dolphins team are going to do this year. I know there's a lot of concern around Tua when he's the the answer in the long one, but I mean, what they've done offensively, you know, in terms of bringing in the players, um, it leads to this team being a serious threat. And in our AFC's preview. I, I think I said it, that they'll run. They'll run the uh, the bills close. They won't win the division, but they're running close and certainly be in the playoffs. So I think he's going to have a great first season. And uh, I think the Dolphins will be really aggressive this year in terms of trying to put up points and prove that he is the man. And Mike McDaniel obviously has come from the background of San Francisco, and you know he's worked with Kyle Shanahan. I think we're going to see a very explosive and a very exciting Dolphins team this year.
3: Uh, Mike McCarthy? No, no, I'm joking. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm not saying that. Um, To me, this is always... this. Actually, I was saying about offensive rookie year. this is always the hardest to predict. I mean, last season, Mike Vrabel and the Titans uh, took this award and, you know, obviously them flamed out in the playoffs. So, uh, as Colin alludes to, this is a little bit of an award, like before you know the real meat of the pie. So you're actually making an award based on who you think is going to have the best regular season Uh, more than anything, or do the most with the least uh, as well. I don't know. I'm high on the Chargers. I'm not sure they've necessarily got enough to challenge the Chiefs, but um, just based on the excitement that could be coming there, maybe Brandon Staley from the Chargers. um, But no, Sean McDermott, Buffalo Bills, best regular season record. There we go. If we're
0: basing it in the regular season, I'm gonna say John Harbour and the Ravens. I feel that they're gonna walk their division, lads. And Lamar Jackson's playing for a contract. that As of the time of recording, he still hasn't got paid yet. He's obviously gonna be paid, but the depth that they have, even in that position where they can put Huntley in for the crack, like Mark Andrews, their defence, their offensive line has improved massively over the last six months. So I feel that John is gonna walk the division and, and take I don't wanna give away I don't I don't wanna give my picks away for later on, but I think he'll take the Ravens far in the playoffs. And um, I think in the AFC, in terms of the regular season, Sean McDermott is one. And John Harbour, for me, is the one just as just over the line. I was going to say Matt Eberflus for the crack, but no. No, I'm not I'm not going to pick him. Um, bounce back player of the year, Colm, who have you got?
1: Uh, if I thought he was going to stay fit, you could make a strong argument for Christian McCaffrey here. But I'm going to say that even if he was to stay fit, and I don't think he will, therefore I think the standout candidate is Alan Robinson. My Free the Chicago One campaign was successful. He now is in a system where the head coach is an offensive genius. He has Matthew Stafford. He is uh, going to be free to show off his ability, and the league will be wowed as Alan Robinson wins Comeback Player of the Year.
2: I'm gonna go Jameis Winston, quarterback with the Saints. He, was, he played for the first five games last year. The Saints seem to be going in the right direction, and he got that serious end-season injury. They've given him a two-year contract. Um, I still feel if, if it wasn't the playoff this year, they, they'd look elsewhere. I think he's gonna prove this year that he can be the, the starter there in what would be an explosive Saints offense with the touchdown here, your Lavvy, and Michael Thomas coming back and and uh, bounce back is it bounce back or is it come back come back from a serious injury because there's quite a few with serious injuries you know but um, no that's for me I'm going to I'm picking the Saints to go to playoffs as a wild card and I expect James to be one of the main reasons for that
3: if, if you want a wild card I'll give you Marcus Mariota um, who will have an opportunity to start this year and therefore could turn some heads Michael Thomas and Christian McCaffrey, who I do think will stay healthy, or at least I hope he does, for the sake of all of us as NFL fans, are definitely in the running. But guys, I'm going to keep this simple. One of the most explosive offensive threats in the entire NFL is actually coming back, having missed a lot of last season. Derek Henry, he's going to get the ball time and time again. He's going to be back to his old self and he will win comeback player of the year.
2: I didn't go near Derrick Henry because sorry, Michael, because he's the favorite to to win the award, and uh, it it's, it feels like a bit of a given that he's going to have a good season, no matter how well the Titans play. So that's why I wanted to steer it, away from that. It, it's almost
3: good. like those bookies know something, Brian.
2: Well James is the second favorite, so there you go.
0: It was good you bought in there because I was halfway eating the revel. So thanks to everyone for your patience, and hello to everyone watching this on video. Special hello to everyone on the podcast. Um, this is easy for me. Um, There's a guy, as Mark said, coming back into the league this year who is an offensive weapon and on his day is really, really good. He's had a rough, rough couple of years um, and he's fired up for week one. And that's Baker Mayfield. Uh, Baker Mayfield, I think, I'm not saying he's going to blow the league up this year, but I think he finds his form from, from 2018 or 2020. He had 27 touchdowns in 2018 26 touchdowns in 2020 and his quarterback rating was a 95.9 which means damn all to me in 2020 but uh, i think if you can regain the confidence that he had in cleveland where there were there was times in that season where he didn't have a lot of protection on the offensive line and he was quite banged up but he still found ways to move the year after he just had no he like, had 13 interceptions the year after he lost all his confidence I think he's fired up. I think he's ready to go. And who knows what's going to happen in Carolina. It could be a terrible season. But I think they've got a quarterback. I am i can't wait to watch Baker play week one. I mean, that game should be on week one. Well, and it's not on TV week one. And I'm not calling anybody out for that. But uh, I can see why. Uh, Colin, what's the next topic have we got here? So we got the...
1: Offensive, offensive player, player of the year. year.
0: All right, well, go on. I, I can't wait to hear this. Are you going to pick Russell Wilson or are you going to pick...
1: I, I, I'm i liking the fact that thus far, no, none of us knew who anyone was going to pick, but we've all gone uh, in different directions. And I'm interested to see if that will continue. For me, I think this guy has come into the league and has had two absolutely incredible seasons thus far. I think he's going to take it to the next level this year. I think he wants to prove that he is the best wide receiver in the league. Uh, for me, it's going to be Justin Jefferson, freed of Mike Zimmer and the era of fear with Kevin O'Connell coming in and with Kirk Cousins being a good, if not elite quarterback. Um, but Jefferson, the undoubted WR1 uh, for the the Vikings, I think he uh, will um you know show like, once again the caliber of player that he is plenty of yards plenty of touchdowns we will see uh him dancing in the end zone numerous times and uh maybe on the stage as he picks up offensive player of the year
2: this might this probably won't come as a surprise i'm gonna go with josh allen um, i think he's primed again for another fantastic season and um, the bills are obviously heavy favorites to be in the super bowl this year and get over the hump of that 32nd fiasco last year and finally make their way to Arizona next February and for them to do that, obviously Josh Allen is going to be key to that and for me we're going to see yards, rushing yards, many a touchdown, he's going to be very exciting to watch, um, first game, Josh Allen, the NFL knows it, he's potentially the uh, star in the league so for me it's probably a very obvious one, he's probably the favourite, I haven't even looked at it but for me Josh Allen, Buffalo Bills.
3: Um, I like to think sometimes the NFL likes offensive player of the year to be the, well, you're not a quarterback, so we want to give you a little bit of a pat on the head. But, you know, quarterbacks do win it as well, uh, very often, as, as Brian alludes to. Um, for me, Jonathan Taylor of the Colts, he has a lot of advantages. He is the rushing leader, obviously, from last year going into this season, over 1,800 on the ground, uh, adds another 360 in the air. But... There's a lot of talk, well, he wouldn't have won it if Derek Henry had stayed Henry. He wouldn't have won it. So how motivated is he by some of those words behind the scenes? He no longer has Carson Wentz, so teams can't just load up on him as the one proper offensive weapon on the Colts. So I think Matt Ryan's presence and maturity and leadership can only help him in terms of opportunities generally. Um, and I... I just think the Colts have a very decent and solid team all the way along. Still invested quite a bit in the offensive line. Very consistent opening holes from last year. And I fancy them to continue that pathway. So for me, Jonathan Taylor. There you go. We finally
0: agree on something. Jonathan Taylor, I'll try and add to what you said there. The thing I like about the Colts this year is that Matt Ryan isn't going to be under pressure to make all the plays himself. Yeah, he can hand it off to Jonathan Taylor. And he can try and play different ways in that hybrid offence. Jonathan Taylor this year is going to break 2,000 yards. He got 1,800 last year. And his cap hit this year is 2 point something million dollars. Like That is obscene for a guy to got 1,800 yards last year. And he can go on the cap for the next two seasons. Because the Colts are laughing for the next two years. And we all know you know, historically with running backs in the league, do you pay them? Do you pay them a heavy, heavy wage? They're laughing for the next two years. If I was Jonathan Taylor, I would I wouldn't turn up. I'd be asking for a bigger contract at this point. Uh I think he I think he goes twenty one hundred, twenty two hundred, and I think that's what gets him to be the offensive player of the year. And I agree. I d I don't think I think it'll be a wide receiver this year. Um and I can understand Justin Jefferson, but I feel that the Colts are gonna have more opportunities in the AFC South with the Texans and the Jaguars. Uh and I've went against the Jaguars. Now I was gonna pick Doug Peterson earlier on there, but um after what he done to James McCourt, no, I want them to to lose every game this season. So yeah.
2: Just want to make a quick point on, on Taylor. Yeah, Michael, you're right, like eighteen hundred yards last year, but he actually had six hundred and fifty nine receiving yards as well, which was the most for any running back in the, in the league. He's such a dual threat. And yeah, if Colts can make give Matt round the time, yeah, he'd be also finding Jonathan Taylor in that position on the outside, which would be really effective. Yeah. Good, good call. All all four in fairness are all very valid. You know, 360
3: way, it, it, receiving yards, Brian. Wasn't oh,
2: that true. Many? Oh, okay. There you go.
3: I think he's had 660 during his career. So it's just, oh, he's okay. pretty consistent yes, on it. It's so, <laughs> still not too bad. Still it's still not, not too bad. bad. Can I, it's, no, that's what I'm saying. It's it's good production of the, out of the backfield for that as well. But I'm just amazed. Uh, 22 minutes into this, we're on the about the third section, and the first people to agree on anything are me and Michael. Out of anything, I mean, like this is bizarro land. The red Kryptonite is out, boys. Just wait till next Monday night. You're going to love me, and I, you'll
0: I, definitely be agreeing with me
2: now. Um I, I'm surprised Russell Wilson didn't get a mention. I mean, for a comeback player of the year, because he did, he was out for large parts of last season, so he would have been a valid, a valid selection.
0: I, yeah. I actually, I'm I'm not sure what Colin's going to do here, but I'm just going to not talk about my team this year until about January and hope that it all goes well Um, defensive player of the year I've got two words for you and I'm not even going to explain why column here we go Aaron Donald move on there you go
1: Yeah, great, great player, a man who is also able to sidestep um, suspensions as well as he can uh, sidestep O-line um, guys trying to protect their QB. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Rashawn Gary. Um, maybe a little bit surprising for people, but I think the Packers are absolutely stacked on defense. I think their defense will be far better than their offense this year. I think with the cornerbacks that they have and their ability to lock guys up. I talked earlier that one of my concerns about Hutchinson was on the other side. I think the Packers will have players coming from every which direction. And I think this is a guy who has grown and grown as he has um, found his way in in the league. He kind of struggled early on, but you saw him develop last year. And I think he's a guy who wants to continue to get better. Uh, We have seen, Defenses carry bad quarterbacks to, to Super Bowls, so there's no reason that a defense couldn't carry a really good quarterback uh, to a Super Bowl. If it's to happen, I think he will be a big, big part of it. I think it. it, um, it obviously he's not one of the favorites, but to me, I think he could certainly surprise people.
2: Um, I'm not going to go with Aaron Donald because we need to go with something different like it's too boring when you go with the, the best player the best defensive player in the league I'm going to go with Joey Bosa with the 49ers touched on on the previous show that we're all well with the exception of Colin maybe we're all a bit kind of questioning what we're going to see from this 49ers offense so I think they'd be you know the defense is, is a solid defense and I think he's kind to play that will step up and get them to sacks and put them over get them over the hope in terms of making sure they're in the playoffs and going go again with another serious run towards been in Arizona come February?
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, Aaron Donald's arguably the best player in the NFL, full stop. Unfortunately, voters sometimes get bored and they don't always reward that when it comes to offensive or defensive players of the year. And we've seen that uh, many the time in the past. Um, for me, Colin makes a great point about that Packers' defense. It is loaded, and I'm not sure we dwelt on it enough in our division preview. I mean, you've got Jair Alexander as the, the highest-paid cornerback in the NFL this season by salary, uh, who's uh, sitting back there. Um, difficult for cornerbacks to break through on this category, though, because it's very much dependent on interceptions, and they can be dependent on if a quarter, quarterbacks even throw in your direction. So it's always easy to see someone in the front four uh, or uh, a pass rusher coming from the second level coming through in this regard. Micah Parsons, Darius Leonard deserve mentions, Micah Parsons especially. I mean, he nearly won Defensive Player of the Year as a rookie. Um, but for me, I kind of go in that direction of what about the player that's going to show up on the bad team and keep them in contention where the defense is clearly better than the offense. So I'll give you two candidates to think of. Chase Young for the commanders coming back and trying to assert his dominance into the league. He's shown flashes, so can he put it together consistently? And Miles Garrett, who at times has been up there with Aaron Donald as the most dominant defensive force in the NFL. God knows if Cleveland are even to survive for five seconds, they're going to need an extremely dominant defense uh, during this season. So I'll, I'll, you know, flip a coin. Go for Miles Garrett, but a lot, a lot of love to Micah Parsons down in Dallas.
0: Chase, Chase, Chase Young will do very well to get it uh, with him being out to like week six or something, but I agree with you. And I feel like he could he could come in week six mark and actually get it. I thought you when you mentioned bad teams, you were going to like mention the Patriots player and I was going to go, oh, so you're saying the Patriots are bad. Anyway, let's move on to the MVP. Um, I'll wait to the end. Column, do you want to go first? Who's going to win the MVP this year in the league?
1: Uh, I think it's going to be a man who has won it before, um, but he hasn't won it for a a couple of years. I am going to say Patrick Mahomes is going to be the MVP. When you consider what Patrick Mahomes did in a down year when he was rehabbing from foot surgery and he still had um, 67% completion, nearly 5,000 yards, 37 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, and everyone kind of went, Oh, that was an awful year. Uh it's it's quite startling. Um I, I think him and Andy Reid will have been scheming. Um and I think you you mentioned Sky Moore earlier. I think he'll be a, a big part of what they will look to to do there. I Think as long as Andy Reid is involved, he is always going to make his offense and his quarterback look better. And when you have somebody who has Mahomes's ability and you make him look better, to me, with the uh, schedule that they have, if he can overcome that and show, I think that um, we will see Patrick Mahomes take it again.
2: Tom Brady. <laughs> Mark probably was going with that one You just nearly had 3000 years last year of over 4 touchdowns and people were saying he's dropping off but um, there is a lot of question marks in fairness you know if he did a new core wide receiver core and there's obviously there's a the challenge around what's happened to the offensive line between players retiring, serious injuries trades um, it's not what we're used to seeing with the books there's nobody stability and there's a new head coach but, um, so there's a lot of things that are up in the air shall we say but for me I see Brady rebounding and people then will be forgetting about this 10 day uh time off you know to spend time with the family and all your uh, stories that are going around about that situation so uh, and i expect to see brady um start quickly on come sunday night in dallas yes yeah, so tom brady for me
3: i i feel a little bit sick inside uh but josh allen the bills they're going to be probably the best team in football this year he is a transcendent talent and I think he's gonna continue on Dominion League. Uh Rogers, I worry about him having somebody to pass to, but if he puts up numbers with the wide receiver core he has this season, he's gonna be very tough to beat, of course. But um yeah, Alan.
0: Thank you very much for that. That was short and sweet. Yeah, the Bills are gonna be really interesting to watch and they kick off the season on Thursday night against the LA Rams uh, 9,350 passing yards 69 passing touchdowns in the lads first two seasons uh, Justin Herbert MVP by far incredible quarterback what the hell is he going to be like in five years time like the Chargers have got like a two and a half year window now where they don't have to pay Justin Herbert and they're gonna have to maximize it and by god they have this off season so i'm really excited to watch Chargers i think they'll go really deep i'll talk about it maybe towards the end of the show in terms of my opinion how far they'll get but i can't wait to watch the Raiders Chargers game i think it's criminal that game's not on television next week genuinely i cannot believe like i mean if it wasn't Sunday Night Football it should be on TV and it's not which is why if you go to Game Pass the link in the bio click the bio um. And you can sign up for Game Pass. And uh, I'm, I'm taking Justin Herbert. So we got Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady and Justin Herbert. I'd say one of those four will win it and it'll be interesting to see. Just a reminder, folks, that we are presented by Cassidy Travel. You can go to Cassidy Travel, search Cassidy Travel on your search provider and you can go and book an NFL holiday and tell them that we sent you as well, whatever you do, so give them an email. And we're also, uh, if you click the link at the table, NFL Game Pass, check it out.